Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. It feels so good. She's got one little question for the girl. Yes. Will you accept this rose? I don't know. Have I been vaccinated first? Will you accept this rose? Maybe I will. Maybe I'll accept a rose. I'll really accept anything after being locked in my house for a year. special episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arda Marin, coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California. <sighs> Guys, here we are. Spring has sprung. So excited. So excited to have these gentlemen with us. Excuse me, it's raining men and I'm not angry about that. With us is a gentleman that I'm going to say you guys have all gone bananas for. He's been on numerous times and he's already a fan favorite. Uh, he he started – he is really bookending his season. He did draft picks with us. He's so deep in it now. And uh, we just – we love this guy. We can't get enough of him. You know him from the Daily Zeitgeist podcast. You know him from the 420 Day Fiance podcast. You guys went batshit for him with he and Lacey Mosley a couple weeks ago. Um, normally, we have – everybody on here has a title. So we have – you know, uh, we have our – our Secretary of State. We have our Rookie of the Year. So Anna and I were talking about what title he should have. We were going to say that he was stoner in charge, <laughs> but then I figured that Doug Benson might be competitive with that. <laughs> Doug Benson might not like that. So I was thinking maybe in honor of what he calls his lady, perhaps we could call you His Majesty. How do you feel about that? Ladies and gentlemen, His Majesty, Miles Gray. Thank you. His Highness is here. Yes. Oh, His Highness. There His you go. His Highness. His Highness. Your Highness. His uh, Highness. Yeah. It is a, I'm, I, a full disclosure. I didn't catch the full after the rose. Just so you know. That's okay, all, that's Because once I knew what happened, I was like, I get it. I get okay, it. Okay, fair enough. I just want to say that out front. I just want to put that out front. I'm you not... didn't see Emmanuel Acho in his tiny suit? No, I did see that in the <laughs> tight fucking sleeves. I his... get it, Emmanuel. Yeah, you're working out. He uh, looks, but, yep. Yeah, I saw the clips, but I mean, I didn't I didn't actually go through the entire episode. So I, I get that. It was it... with the Rose Party. I respect that. Before we get going, I just want to say one thing. Just yeah. a reminder. If you guys are like jonesing for Bachelor and you want an escape – Anna and I are breaking down Bachelor in Paradise Australia on our Patreon. And Anna has shown Miles a clip of what I have to say should be nominated for an Emmy in Best Comedy Performance, scripted or unscripted. There is a character on here who's a gentleman. He's 40 years old. His name is Jamie. He is in love with his best friend, Tim, who is a 27-year-old Bachelor contestant, even though he thinks he's straight. And he thought... Tim was leaving and the the reaction and the tears and then he threatens to leave. Uh, Miles, you want me to play some of it? I have it. Play a little audio. bit of audio. This is a 40-year-old man <laughs> trying to get a 27-year-old no, guy to man, not leave Paris. Let's just hear a little audio of this, of what you're missing if you're not watching this shit show. This room is going around there. You're leaving. No, I'm going. You're not, you're not going. I am going, though. You're, you're not going. I'm 100% going. The music is insane. Tim is one of my best mates in the whole world, and he's packing his bags, and I'm really upset. You're not going out like this on me, man. I'm your best mate. I'll open about you, bro. It is about me. <laughs> it's not you. It's it's me. I need you. <laughs> yeah, I know you do, but I'm not standing on. All right, that's enough. That's enough. So that, it goes on and on and on. He's 40 years old. Miles, what did you think when you saw that scene? You're not going, bro. You can't go, bro. Not there, bro. It is about me, bro. It is about me. I honestly thought he was going to fight him. I thought he was going to fuck the other dude up. Because yeah. when he there's a moment where he tries to leave and he gets in his space. Yeah. Oh, and no. Yeah. As a toxic male, I was like, okay, so we're fighting? 
Yeah. Uh, because it was a. Ve- I thought he was going, you're not going, bro. And I'll kill you if I have to, bro. It was so frantic. It gave me a lot of anxiety, but also like, the best cringe laughter I think I've had in a minute. It, that also goes on for like five more minutes. Just so you want. Yeah. Like, it goes on and on and on. And then and he then, thinks the guy has left because he he's leave, just. Right? He's no. just talking to his girlfriend, and then the guy thinks he's left. He's like, ah. he goes and packs his bags, walk like walks out of the like the little hotel that they're staying. Production has to be like, he's here. He like, and then he does the walk of shame back into the hotel. It's incredible. Um, would you do that over a friend of yours? Would you do that as a forty year old man talking to a twenty seven year old dude? Who knows? I'm realizing I'm so old and like washed by the second that I don't put it past. Like if I met some cooler person who helped me feel cool and young, I'd be like, "No, bro, I need you to feel youthful again, bro." Well, maybe you're gonna feel this way about our next guest. Our yes. next guest, you're gonna be trying to make him not leave. You're gonna be, you're gonna make crying when he gets off of the Zoom call. He's an right. actor. He is a writer. He's a comedian. He's a regular on Comedy Bang Bang, which you guys know from Scott Ackerman and Lauren Lapkus, who are on our podcast. He's been on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He was a writer on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He is currently a writer on the sitcom Keenan, where our girl Fortune Feimster is a regular on. And and we tried to get him on earlier this year, but he had to write. And and we've been obsessed with him because he has been doing Instagram stories about The Bachelor, and they were amazing. I just remember the first episode watching him in his car talking about Katie, and he was calling her Dildo Bay. And then I sent it to Debbie Ryan, who was our Bachelor of the Year three years ago. She's like, oh, my God, who is this guy, Dildo Bay? Well, we finally, he's finally available, and we got him. We love him. Welcome to the podcast for the first time, Carl Tart. Hey. Oh, my gosh. What a resentment. Sounding. Let me tell you something. First of all, very much younger than Miles. I believe our I believe our age difference is forty and twenty seven. Yeah, yes. Well, hey, show us with our hats off, though. Uh, okay, no, nah, I'm gonna keep mine on. No, bro. No, bro. Hey, but Miles, I got a secret for you. Wait to wait till August, though. That's gonna be a little different. Oh no! Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it to me. Like don't I'm gonna do have like to that. do it to you, King. What are you gonna do? Oh, what happens goodness. in August? It's already done. Hey, did he's he's back. We will have I'm to have back, him back baby. on the show. I'm back. The hatless episode. The All hatless right, episode. I can't wait. I'm ready. Okay, wait. So talk to me. Talk, to- Carl. Mm-hmm. We were we we're so excited to have you on. You're I'm excited to be here. Your Instagram. Was this your first season that you watched The Bachelor? This was my first season. This was my first season. Uh, they advertised it on TV as y'all. We finally got a king in the house. Yes. <laughs> and so I had to. I had to check him out. I had to see what he what he was about. And let me tell you, I was disappointed. <laughs> Break it down. I want to hear, speak freely, your overall thoughts. All right. What did you think of the season? What did you think of Matt James? What did you think of the ladies? Okay. Carl, we'll start with you. So what I thought of the season was, wow, uh, I know why I never watched this show, but I also can't believe I never watched this show. Right. So I was torn in in both of those directions. The other direction I was torn in was like, man, they said they were going to get a black dude on this show, and they got (laughs) – this guy now let me let me be clear let me be clear please i do not i do not criticize people's different levels of blackness blackness is not a monolith we all come in different shapes sizes and colors uh i'm a twix miles is a payday (laughs) like yeah, great. We we all we all come we all come in different forms we all grew up differently yep i my thing was it wasn't about him being uh, not black enough or anything like that. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I don't agree with yeah, that. Sure. He was just lame as hell. He was, he <laughs> right. was, he, I will say, if this is your first season, he's so sweet. He's very polite. This was a boring bachelor. As a, as a nice guy, a nice guy, but this is a boring bachelor. Mm-hmm. He just, I, I remember seeing right before the season started, I saw him doing some TikTok dances with his boy. And Tyler. Listen, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler C. Is Tyler. that what it was? Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Tyler and, C. Tyler C. And uh, I was like, oh, no. Not my guy. <laughs> you too old for that, homeboy. Y'all too big. Both of y'all. Boy, you 6'5", bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're huge. You better go to LA Fitness and 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 get next on the court. Yeah. What are you doing doing TikTok dances and leggings? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. 
So then, Miles, overall, so you went on this journey with us. We started yeah. out We started out with picking. We did our draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, you called it right out of the gate. You said he's going to pick a white girl. You said it immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could, you know. I, I, I knew could. that from the prayer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you knew it from the prayer. You knew it from a lot of things. But, uh, the, you know, to Carl's point, there were things. It, it felt like how the movie Soul, that Pixar movie that came out, people, mm-hmm. black people were like, oh, is this the black people going to get Coco now and it's going to be Soul? And it wasn't it. It was a story that had a black character, but the, the cultural touchstones were such that it felt like a celebration of black culture. Whereas Matt, just with like, I could tell the way he was like basically getting the fade on the back part of his head, something was amiss. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Uh, whatever his barber or was doing or not doing for the initial fade for the to, to begin the step cuts, yes. it was not right. And I was like, okay, well, sure. Then after seeing like the Mitt Romney stuff, it all felt very. And I said this before, like ABC did the thing that they were going to do, where it's like, we'll have a black bachelor asterisk. Don't worry, he's also technically a conservative white Christian man. <laughs> yeah, genetically. <laughs> yeah. yes. So and he's bringing can, his barber. Right. <laughs> right, right. He's, he's bringing his own barber yeah. to Melon Collin. Yeah, yeah. The white guy who keeps calling him brother. Yeah, yeah brother. Oh. Right, brother. Hey, brother. Oh my god. That uh, but incredible. that's like his barber. And but yeah, I think there was like you know, he. You could just you could feel that they were trying to sort of t- tick too many boxes with him, and because of that, like you're just left with like this Manila envelope of sexiness that is just sort of bland and not much to really talk about. I didn't introduce also here. We have Anna Hosni and Katie Levine, of course, our production mm. staff. <laughs> production crew, shout out. Our production crew, Please. shout out. Um, well, it seemed like from the get-go, you could see that Chris Harrison from the very first, like, was panicked about addressing the fact that they had their very first Black Bachelor. Like, this terrified that when they had that chat in that fireside chat and those – in those like high back chairs up in the attic at Nemecolon, like, and it was he was just brushing off. It, it was the worst conversation. Um, yeah, you <laughs> <could> <laughs> <He> was <laughs> terrified. Carl. Start the start the black eyed peas. I'm Chris Harrison. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where is the love? Yeah. <laughs> it was like what the fuck? He really has such a one dimensional way of like. Talking, you know, because you have a older white man who I'm sure is, you know, socioeconomically done very well for himself in his life to try and approach a conversation that is as nuanced as coming out of the year that we are in currently, 2020. Yes. um, And the significance of having a black bachelor for not having it so long. All he would, I was kind of like, he was dealing with it like the nervous executives were, who's like, kind of like, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, You mean like the first black bachelor? Like, what's that like, huh? Like, wow, huh? Yeah. It's like, what? That ain't helping anybody. <laughs> no. You're nervous, fool. <laughs> he was terrible. Well, the sheer fact that, like, you know, Anna was saying last week that clearly they, you know, they clearly they didn't bring in anybody behind the scenes to produce any any kind of a show like that really had anything different than how it's sort of always been. like that the that the man behind the curtain was just like terrified trying to appear like they were doing the right thing without actually like building in any infrastructure or like producers or anything yeah. that could have any kind of a delicate touch with it or be able to address it properly yeah there were no people of color to be like this ain't it yeah because that's what we say you know that's what we say y'all when something ain't it we say this ain't it (laughs) no one was like this is a bad idea this "This ain't it king (laughs) (laughs) what did you guys think of all the women like what did you think of his it seemed like he had a good batch of like there were some super villains but then there was like a like a he had sort of some great women to pick from um, what would we, what was as, as straight gentlemen, what was your take on the gals that were there? My, uh, my take on the gals was, uh, just like you said, good batch. Well, that yeah. sounds crazy for me to say. <laughs> uh, good, good batch. Good batch of gals. Came out all right. Good, good uh, no, I, I had my favorites from the beginning. Who I had are your the ones favorites? That, okay. So Mari was one of my early I love favorites. Mar- I picked her to win. You picked her I to win. Oh, I knew she wouldn't win it. 
I picked her, or I picked her to be the next Bachelorette. I thought she was going to be the next Bachelorette. Okay, I see. You know what? I actually, I take, I take back the uh, the tone that I had with. I knew she wasn't winning because early in those conversations, I was like, first of all, I knew that he wasn't picking one of the black girls, especially one of the dark skinned black girls. I knew that wasn't happening. Model. I thought he was going to string them along to, yeah. to appear that way, to do what these shows usually do. But like, all right, the black contestant has come far enough. Now we can mm-hmm. get real about it. I thought he was going to do it, but he didn't even do that. He didn't even do that. Chelsea, was it Chelsea? Uh, Ballhead Bay? Oh, Chelsea. Yeah. Yes. Ballhead Bay. Beautiful. I wonder was she getting her haircut by Matt's Supercuts. Uh <laughs> I wonder, but if if, if uh, his fantastic Sam's the guy that he had there, fantastic but, Sam Houston, yeah, uh, but he, uh, yeah, I, I knew that he wasn't picking any of them. I said Mari might be a chance. He might be like, see, see, I didn't, I had a big, old, I had a big white woman. Was Mari from the beautiful woman from Puerto Rico? Was that yeah, Mari? Yeah. Okay, but that's not Miss Puerto Rico. Okay, I right. thought Mari was going to be the bachelorette i believe i okay. thought maggie i believe i picked maggie the from pharmacist ethiopia. from ethiopia from ethiopia i think i picked her to take it and she didn't get any action yeah she didn't, we, didn't, we didn't hear nothing from her no okay so you so you liked mari Who i liked else? mari i Who liked i liked dildo like bay dildo bay was the only one i actually followed on instagram Whoa. how come what why did you like dildo bay and jacinia i like i, I followed hey, jacinia okay, too but she you. showed her ass at the end jacinia! Interesting. Yeah, but um, and I liked uh, Brie, of course. I think Brie was everybody's favorite. Wait, tell me about Jacinda. You said she showed her ass at the end. She showed her ass at the end. She showed her ass when she when she when she she snitched on on Teeth Teeth Bay. Uh, (laughs) What was her name? Anna. Anna. No, no, no. She snitched on MJ. MJ. She snitched on MJ. That was she made it. She was playing the game. She was on the mole. Y'all remember that ABC show? That's what she was on. She was a mole. That's right. I, she snitched on MJ for being an asshole and then turned around and was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, she was an asshole when uh when the uh when the minivan, minivan, when minivan bay rolled in. Yeah. <laughs> I loved oh. I loved her though because from the beginning I was like, that's like the homegirl from high school that I had a crush on or whatever, but I never like told them I had a crush on them. Because you noticed them, but as long as you noticed them. That's why I was like, Jacinny's gonna be that person in the background. I was like, Jacinny! That's right. You're on the show. That's right. Your whole you, pitch from the use. So, Carl, if you ever want to do, if you're, if you are willing and interested to continue watching Dildo Bay's love journey, mm-hmm. so we do, we do, um, we'll look at people's dating, like their profiles on the ABC website before the season, and we do draft picks based on their bios and their ABC photos. Okay. And I remember Miles just based on her photo alone. He did draft picks with us, so we pick out who's the top three, who, like who's getting to hometowns, who's he gonna fucking like a in like a Marriott, and then who's gonna be the villain and who is gonna win, who's gonna be the bachelorette. I remember Miles saying Jacenia was the one that you sort of forget about because she's not as beautiful and flashy as some other ones. But then you go, oh, right. Hey, Jacenia. Like, her. And you yeah. love her. Jacenia is – Miles and I both grew up in L.A. Right. And <laughs> Jacenia is definitely like our bag. Like yeah. in high school, like and that's the girl that you two just like you said, two sh- you two shot to really talk to her, but you walk right. by and you, you get a yuck uh, off, damn. be like, man, I bet you ain't do your homework today. Right, <laughs> right. and I'm like, no, for real, <laughs> let me look at your homework though. Let me look, yeah, at you, please. And they did, and that's how you start to fall in love with them because they yeah. extended a hand. Yeah, Aww. they be like, and here, yeah. take it. Don't <laughs> right. don't let the teacher see. Don't let the teacher see. Oh, oh don't be just gonna help you. Just said he's gonna help you. And then when you're like super high, you're with your homies. You're like, yo, I'm feeling just send you though. You're like, what fool? They be like, whoa, just send yeah. No. <laughs> I'm about to see, yes, I'm about to see if she's coming to the game tonight. I'm about to see <laughs> right, if she's, right, wait, if she's coming to the game tonight. Can I tell you how doing. happy I bet Jacenia would be? I feel like we need to tweet at Jacenia. Please, our listeners, all let Jacenia know that she has two fans right here because I feel like she didn't get the love that some of the other gals got. And I feel like Jacenia needs to listen to this that her she's being celebrated. Right. I just also like that she had MJ like stutter step and when MJ was clearly trying to lie and double down, like, yeah, maybe she snitched on her, but I was like, get her. Jacenia, what did you guys wobbling. think of MJ? Because because Jerry Trainer, he was still super hot for MJ even after she was sort of trash. Like, what was your vibe on MJ? Is he still single? Yes. <laughs> All right. You thought he hooked up with MJ? <laughs> no, I was just curious where he's coming from. I think he's uh, still single. I mean, I think it's been like a year locked in his house, like growing his own hair. Sure. You know what I mean? 
I don't like know. All I mean, of I, us. like all of I us. didn't like I didn't like the people who were doing like the Republican toxic shit of like double getting caught and then doubling down, even though yes. you know you're caught right there. It's just a yeah. bad look. Like so, I wasn't vibing with that. I liked MJ. I liked her at the beginning because she seemed like the coolest. Like yeah. MJ, when she pulled up in the Jetta, she seemed like we could go to Wendy's. You know, <laughs> like she seemed she seemed like the coolest. Uh, I didn't like that little alliance that formed with MJ, Victoria, and Teeth Bay. Teeth is... <laughs> Teeth Anna. Teeth, Teeth Anna. Teeth, Teeth Bay. Anna, yeah. 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 Um, and then you guys you guys liked Brie. Yeah. Brie was yeah. like, that's, that's who should have been picked. Mm-hmm. She was so beautiful. That was Anna's number one queen. She reminded me of a one babysitter that I had of the wildest crush on when I was four. Elena. <sighs> she's she's stunning i mean like she was so Mm. beautiful she was smart she was like had a nice i wish she was a bachelorette i feel like guys would be lining up to try to win her heart i sign up i'm trying to sign up for michelle season (gasps) can we nominate you you can nominate me i gotta get my abs right though But I feel like humor, I feel like, because she's not filming, she's not filming till the fall because she wants to finish teaching her students for the semester. So they're going to, she's going to do it during the summer. So you have till the summer. We have to nominate you. But you you shouldn't even have to get your abs right. You should just go in. Your personality's enough. She would love yes. you. She's also she. You know they wouldn't show it during the season, but like she's funny. She's down to have fun. She was making fun of uh, Matt with all the push-ups and stuff. Yeah, yeah, athletic too. Athletic. She yeah. was. She was. Oh. You could tell she could hoop. Like I was like, yeah. okay, that's yeah, that's her my type fa- right there. Her mom could hoop. Her mom, <laughs> like her whole family, was so cute. Cool. Oh my god, I feel like you would do well because I feel like funny. You're a nice guy. You're successful, but like, like legitimately funny hasn't really been on there very much. And I gotta say, as a as a human lady on Earth, that's a hot commodity. Well, like if somebody can make fu- you laugh, really it's legitimately funny. funny, but also Carl's just called uh, too talented to be on the fucking Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> really more well, than anything, you know what I mean? I know, but it, it could make your career. It would be so <laughs> good. All this other shit I've been doing, and you just remember me from being the abs guy from the yeah, season, the Bachelor. Yeah. Listen, I'm walking this the first day. Listen, my name is Carl. Uh, I'm younger than Miles, and I, <laughs> I'm not here to take no bullshit. Okay. I'll slap everybody. Yeah. I come here. I'm like, hey, don't believe that. And my wig is blowing off in the wig. Oh, shit. Hold on. Here's your wig. Hey, Carl's full of shit. Oh, fuck. And then you hear a rumor that Carl's leaving. You're like, no. No. Come on, No. No, Carl. No. Was it, though, this season, though? It feels like there were a lot of people who normally, like, are too real to be on the bachelor or bachelorette like they seem like mismatch they seem like we saw genuine human contestants this year versus like the you know influencer lifestyle seeking automatons that usually are contestants so i'm curious like how any of these people end up with their own season like katie i think she's built she's built out of you know she's made from bachelor nation parts and i think understands the franchise but someone like michelle I feel like has a very sincere heart, but maybe she's just like waiting for that opportunity. Cause like, I got to get off these fucking zoom classes. Okay. You know what? We're going to take a break and we'll come back right back okay. and we'll discuss that. Cause I have a theory about that. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone guys. And we're back. So miles before the break asked the question about if, that Katie was built for, like she's sort of like a Frankenstein of bachelor bachelor parts. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I agree with you. I feel like, and I'm because Katie, Katie, our producer here, has seen every single episode season. I feel that Michelle seems like the realest one we've had since I've started watching. I think the closest one to that maybe was Becca, in that she was. I don't know. I mean, Rachel was a lawyer. Rachel was a practicing lawyer. Right. Um, but Becca seemed like she seemed like she wanted to stay in like Wisconsin or wherever she was from. And, like, Minnesota. Minnesota. But she was in PR. And that to me is already like that means you're drawn to like right. publicity. And a lawyer, there's money in being a lawyer. There's no right. money in being a teacher. Like, you're right. You're, you're fucking 
you're built to be a team. Like that's a, I commend people who choose that as a profession because it's so selfless. That's I'm like, that doesn't quite match to with like people I see on reality shows a lot. I hope but. she doesn't get put through the machine in a bad way that affects her soul. You know what I mean? That like, I hope, I hope she finds her person and stays, you know, in her hometown and continues doing her teaching versus like quitting it coming to LA, moving to like Toluca Lake and becoming a correspondent for, you know, Access Hollywood or whatever, like the, right. like the like the like the teaching segment, you know? If I win, that's what she's going to have to do. I, mean, <laughs> I, I do live in Toluca Lake. Okay, great. Uh, there we go. There you go. 91602. You know what? She could do segments on the Today Show or whatever. She could do like the like learning things on the Today Show. Or she oh, could yeah. teach in Toluca Lake. Yeah. Why not? What do you think, Katie? How do you think she's going to fare as a bachelorette? I think she's going to be great. I think that I really hope that she kind of, you know, stays true to herself. Um, but I think you're right. I think she might be one of like the most real people that has been on the show. And I hope that um, I just hope they don't like try to like fuck her, you know, and they just like put in some really douchebag guys and just. You know, hopefully they'll learn their lesson and just put in they some really genuine guys in there. Another white racist. They're just like, literally, <laughs> dude, I have, I wouldn't, the fact of the shit they've done, I wouldn't be surprised. Like they're so right. fucked up. It's just insane. You but you know that there's going to be at least one white racist. Hopefully she doesn't fall for him. Every time they've had a black lead. They, they can't do that. They, again. Are you they kidding? can't, but they, but they just did it with Matt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's not let politics separate this i don't i, I i'm sorry I, i'm telling you i'm i'm good for you okay listen yeah. when i was younger my mammy was black and i i felt like she was a woman she would let me put lotion on her elbows oh and no. <laughs> I, when i think of her i think of nothing but love nothing but love <laughs> i don't see color and honestly yes i was wearing you know, makeup to maybe look darker in that video, but I think it should count for something that I hit the moonwalk so smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say the same thing. Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson, that was the best era of Michael Jackson. Think about, yeah, and I'm honoring that, but I hit the but I hit the moonwalk so smooth though. That ha- I look like Jaden Smith in that one video that blew up. It Anna, was fucking smooth. Anna is like uh, doubled over in her closet with her with her blurred background. That's the logic ABC producers would apply. They'd yes. be like, "Well, you know, he did hit the moonwalk pretty smooth." So <laughs> apparently, like, yeah. so apparently, Chris Harrison. Now, I didn't know this until Anna just texted me right before. And I haven't been able to open up, so maybe Anna, you can be our correspondent. Allegedly, after Chris Harrison fired off his mouth with Rachel Lindsay in a way that was so brutal just went on and on and on and on and on and couldn't just couldn't stop getting in his own way and 2018 was five years ago okay I mean it was a I mean who are you Rachel Lindsay who are you anyway apparently he's lawyered up so what's the deal apparently he's hired a power lawyer because if you get called out for not understanding race in this country your first step which should be to get a high-powered lawyer apparently he's really pissed off right he's like ticked off so he got brian friedman who represented gabrielle union during her dispute with america's got talent which is a real dispute versus this one which is just like learn something but it says um they put out a statement saying Chris has a spotless record for 20 years and he's always been a good company man, which for some reason, good company man always sounds like there's, bon- like there's bones yeah. in the backyard. Right. <laughs> okay. He says, but after the way he's been treated by producers and executives over the past couple of weeks, he's run out of cheeks to turn, which is like, OK. And then he's like, now he's ready to tell the truth about how things really work over there. And he has plenty of evidence to back him up. Wait, when did this story come out? Today? Was that today? No, it came out March 22nd, yesterday. So he's he's running the Sharon Osbourne playbook right now? Yeah. He's oh, like, so I fucked up on camera, and, <laughs> and now I'm the problem? Oh, no, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking threaten to snitch on everybody because what? <laughs> is this that is what exactly she's what doing? Sharon, yes, she's, yeah. 
that dumb shit she said on the talk, she's now threatening to spill all the secret. She said someone said been- she knows where the bodies are hidden on the talk. <laughs> oh boy. Nobody That's watches dumb. the fucking show. Eve, Eve made rap music and her rap music said bad words. I can't believe that this is what they are doing to me. <laughs> Eve, your own song was Love is Blind. You should know that. And it'll take over your mind. <laughs> Eve's got little paw prints on her booby doodles. <laughs> How is she a stripper in Philadelphia with such small breasts? I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's the exact same thing. Fuck up and now yeah. threaten the showrunners to I like it's basically you. blackmail. It's like, well, it's basically saying... What I hear, and tell me if you if you're hearing something different. What I hear, when I hear that he's threatening to say that he's been a company man, and he's going to tell all on the sh- production that he's towed the line for however many seasons. I hear if you don't have me back on after Katie's season, and I'm sure some bad things have gone down on this show. Like I'm sure if he really did talk, I'm sure there's messed up things that have gone down over the years on this show. And I I bet this is his way of like openly blackmailing them to fo- like to like to try to get them back on? Is that what's happening? Is I mean, that what he's trying to do? Me with the, they replaced me with the blackmail. Now I'm about to show them some blackmail. Right. <laughs> I'm Chris Harrison. You know, I feel like he was I don't never felt like that he was actually fired. Like I thought, he hasn't that, been. He hasn't yeah. been. So, so what is this about? Yeah, wait. What is he? What's he going? I on think about? it's because originally they were like, he's going to step away from after the final rose. That's and for that one was, episode. There was still backlash of like, what the fuck? Because then he went on Good Ma- Good Morning America and tried to do an apology, and Michael and Strahan Mike- was like, I don't believe it. Which yeah, I'm like, I don't accept his apology. <laughs> and then after that, they made him, I guess, step away from Bachelorette. I guess Katie's season as well, and that's I think what led to this of him being like, wait a second. But I'm also, getting- it's like he can't I mean- come back for Michelle's season either. Like, I don't want you there when oh a black God. woman has to go through this because you have proven yourself like incapable he's, of yeah, understanding he's, he's the struggle. The, he's doing the Hollywood professional version of the January sixth insurrection. The racist didn't get what he wanted, was held to account, and he's now threatening the yeah. thing like with its own racism. It's like so confusing. Well, and even just hearing—he's not his... willing to be held to account at all. Like, oh, it's such an interesting reaction where the the binary is to accept what you've done or to resist, and he's chosen to resist in the most like aggressive way yeah. possible, rather than accepting that he was completely ill prepared. He's ignorant. He has a lot to learn and a lot of growth to do still, and having that be his journey. But he does—he's not interested in that. So he's like, I'm gonna fucking bring everyone down, motherfuckers. Come on, yeah, man. <laughs> he got on that show. I was like, I'm sick of this shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm sick of this woke shit. Go back to sleep. Oh my god! <laughs> How many times he said "woke police"? Like just the phrase <laughs> "woke police." The amount of phrasing of "woke police." God well, bless Rachel Lindsay. Of what she's had to, she had to sit there and like, and she talked about that on that on her podcast of having to sit there and keep her calm and like deal with this guy. Who was just like he did it to himself, you know? Like, and she, uh, he went on and on and on and on and on and on. And and apparently, when he walked away, he felt good about it. Like he felt like he he thought it was a good interview. He was like, I might get some slack, but I think that went pretty well. Like, I'm so glad that the thing I always hate is when you know people who are clearly saying something very problematic are like, I'm so glad we can always have this sort of discussion. We can disagree, (laughs) and it's like. Bitch, you said some racist shit. Yeah. Just because I didn't stab you as my first reaction to what you right. said doesn't mean I'm thinking about it in the parking lot. But we have so no, much mutual oh respect because I can say something incredibly racist and insensitive and you can just sit there and be like, what? And you know where I'm coming from. And you know and my disagree heart. with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. How did you guys feel? I mean, 
It was brutal. I'm obviously watching like the finale. What was your how was your what what was your journey? How did you feel when when we'll take Matt's mom? Matt's mom saying love ends and then him folding in on himself and then watching Chris Harrison be like, There's my buddy and then like uh and then like and then they sort of meet me at the lake. And then the sort of handshake will be together. It was brutal with with the plantation. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that shit. It was so it was wild to me. I hadn't like I already figured once she made it to the final four. I was like, we know who he's picking. Yes, he told us episode Juan. And yes, and Chris Harrison told us by how crazy he was with Rachel. He wouldn't have been this crazy if she didn't win. Yeah, no. So it was, and also. What I was taken uh, off guard, well, I was caught off guard for mostly, and that part was how Matt was uh, touching his mom. Oh my god! Did I see that? Can we, can, Anna? Will you put it in the chat? Have you seen? There's a there's a tweet. There's a video of him rubbing her inner thigh in a way. His hand just like goes. It's the most intimate. No one's ever touched my inner thigh like that ever. No one. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying last episode, I don't think I would even give my father a handshake, much less like sit entwined like a Wetzel's pretzel with uh, Willie Marine. Just like having his hat, like me with my hand on his inner thigh. Anything. No touching. Send this this clip really quick. I'm looking. I'm looking. I miss. I miss that shit. Here, I'll text it right now to. Hold on, hold on. Hey! Hey, 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 hey. It's like one, two, ooh, thumbs. The thumb is weird. (laughs) I like they got Jergens on the table, though. Um. Isn't that so? I've never had anxiety from the moment he shifted from thumb on kneecap to palm sliding up thigh. Did you miss miss it when you were watching it? Yeah, because I have like a lot of the times I'm like I'm like reading something and watching reality TV. Yeah, uh, but I didn't. I can't believe I missed that because also I was also hung up on his mom. Reminds me of uh, the football player Kurt Warner's wife. So, and I, I think was, she's Celine Dion. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't, I, for me, it's Brenda Warner from the, okay. when the Rams won that first Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Well, because she, she had this like shock of white hair. I'm people were like, who's Kurt Warner's wife? And she had big Kurt Warner's wife energy for all the oh. Rams fans. NFL oh my people. gosh! And that was back. Uh, that was back when they wasn't being a point two percent kinder to women right. like, <laughs> on TV in their looks. Right. Um. But yeah, the that was a such an interesting that true I don't know like a I guess that's how they get down in their family like they're just very oddly affectionate or like is he also on some weird like kind of um autopilot mode where the cameras are on and he's interacting with a woman that it's always someone he's potentially could fuck so he at that moment his circuit was fried and he's like oh right it's mom talking to me not someone who I'm like about to like make out it, it was just I don't know. It was weird. I don't want to put nothing gross like that on nobody, but definitely that shit <laughs> is weird. You won't catch right? you doing anything like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, you ain't finna see me. Like, I'll just be sitting there frustrated with my mom. Ma! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, shut up. What'd you say? Nothing, nothing. Nothing, ma. Nothing. Ma. I, it definitely is. It was weird to watch because... On the one hand, now this is your first season watching, but oftentimes the parents, I thought her actual interactions with both of the young ladies, I thought she was lovely. Like she was very warm. She wasn't super defensive. And sometimes people are like their hackles are up meeting. You know, I felt that she was very charming and welcoming, you know, and she's, she teared up with both of them. She Mm -hmm. felt very gracious afterwards. She was like, I feel like I just met my future daughter-in-law. They're both lovely young ladies and then and then she like shot the poison dart that was like and you will be mine <laughs> you get to be mine you will be mine forever you know like basically even his brother said it both of them are like and, and he said it like they've never fully seen him in love they've never like there's some disconnect there where he can only get so far like you know he kept repeating i'm not gonna be my dad i'm not gonna be my dad i'm not gonna be my dad and then like 
And then there did feel like there was a window of opening with both Michelle and like pretending that Rachel is a different person. Let's just pretend Rachel didn't have her terrible history. But like him with any woman, I feel like he would have just been shut down no matter who it was there. Like that love fades. Like I, I just felt badly for him. I felt badly for the guy. And then the hand on the inner thigh. <laughs> His brother was the funniest character on yeah. TV this I year loved so it. far. I loved it. Um, Rachel, can I steal you for a second? <laughs> so uh, what are your intentions with my brother? <laughs> I loved it. He had like a long-stemmed wine Dude, glass of like Chardonnay. Of like, Chardonnay. <laughs> like a big glass of Chardonnay. And was like really hitting the like hard-hitting questions. Can you yes. describe a time that maybe you weren't proud of your behavior? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved his brother. He looked like Kaepernick mixed with Nip. Yes, yes. That's what I, I said the exact same thing. I was like, I he got Kaepernick not. and Nipsey in him. Yeah, he was Kaepernick. I could not believe what I was looking at. It was he And his raps are so interesting. That one lyric that he said was like, open the door, I'm fucking your daughter, was like one of the lines in his raps. I'm like, wow. Okay, what's his name, John? John, John yeah. I think, yeah. Scorpion John, John Scorpio, Scorpio, John Scorpio. <laughs> yes, yes, that's his rap name. Which you know, I found that interesting because Matt's social media implies that he's very religious, where he's like, "I'm in the car and doing Bible study on Facetime," and then you have John who. From the door, I'm fucking your daughter. Yeah, like it also seems like 30 times more chill and fun. Like just yes. like a chill I ass dude. I wish John had been our bachelor. Right. But then it's like, but why have we never heard of John if he's got raps? And it's like, why is Matt not promoting his brother? Like he has this platform. It's like, at well, least shout your brother they, out. They're, they're those like siblings, you know, where they're polar opposites. Like mm. and, Matt, and Matt's that dude who's like took the sports too seriously and never like hung out with everybody. He's like, oh, I'm not going to smoke weed, dude. I'm trying to play football. I'm like, you think you're going to fucking never be good at football because you hit a blunt full? Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, is that your – Matt, bro, is that like Matt was hanging around with all the boys in polo shirts and cargo shorts and Sperry's with no socks with like a a trucker hat or like a a, a, a real tree hat like to the side yeah. kind. Kind of Dutch. Yeah. yeah, Brody and Braden and those guys who were like Tyler. baseball players who were like doing chewing tobacco when when they were like 13. Yep. And those were Matt's boys. And they'd be like, dude, your brother, bro. Like, I'm not racist, bro, but like your brother, <laughs> he's like black, black. He's like ghetto. <laughs> yeah, he's like ghetto, bro. I'm how not racist, but ghetto? like yeah. <laughs> how, there we go. Like, how does that happen? Like, are is it, you have the same dad? <laughs> are you talking? Okay, mother. Thank you. And then he's like, Yeah, I don't know, guys. What do you what's your take? Yeah, my yeah, brother. Yeah. I agree I with you. Oh, yeah, it's fucked up. John, for John, John, he's got to they he's got to come do the bachelor. Like I I wonder what he thought of his brother being the bachelor. He's he probably wasn't surprised. Like the second he was probably hanging out with people in orbit of the show. But what's interesting is like he does kind of seem he doesn't seem like he hates his brother. No. You know? So it's odd that like they are to me, I can like there's a tension, I think, just because they seem so have such different like lifestyles or perspectives on mm-hmm. life. Um, but then that you see like John actually be the brother who needed a goblet of wine to just kind of be like, no, you know, level with me here. I, I love it. My brother. I, I love it. Go ahead, Anna. I mean, he came in. He's like, yo, you keep uh, keep track of your waves. Like he was making he checked in on him. He's like, your waves cool. And he's like, yeah, I got my waves cool. Like and then <laughs> and then immediately it felt like he was kind of like. Look, I know my brother, like, we've never been in this situation, but he's never, like, brought a girl home and been like, I love her. So, like, he seemed like he knew his brother. Like, he knew what was up. He was like, so, just so you know, like, this fool is out. Like, he's he's running around New York with Gigi Hadid. Like, he was spotted with Serena Williams. Like, he's out here. He's never come home and been like... There's here's like my girlfriend. There is one so, person I would like to be with. Who now rumor has it. Rumor has it. We had a little mole intel. We have a little intel, and I never get like I don't ever want any spoilers. But as it goes, allegedly one of our listeners gave us a little intel that she knows a little birdie that might work somewhere near there. Apparently, allegedly, he didn't sleep with any of them in the fantasy suites. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's – I don't know if this is real hot goss or if this is just bullshit, but I'm always curious. I always wonder if they 
get down like three nights in a row. And apparently, now you look shocked, Miles. Talk to no, us. No, I mean, I guess that that really, it, and that's on God. You know, right. um, he was. I guess is he walking like he talks it with the prayer and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's really taking the sanctity of marriage that seriously. All that butter he put on. Yeah. <laughs> All that butter him and Michelle put on, they was buttered and surfed up. I'm like, right. bought me a pan of biscuits in there. Right. Hold on now, y'all. No, there's no, because remember he was being nasty in that yoga thing, too? Yeah, he was horny. He was so, horny with a Serena, Canadian Serena. So, uh, so the word, so apparently, word I don't know if it's true or not, but that is... Would but to me that's the whole like if you're the bachelor and let's say you that's sort of the fun of being the bachelor is you get a free pass of like getting at it with like three gals and then you get to well you know not only is he the first black bachelor but he's the first black bachelor in Christ um, <laughs> and he was taking that very seriously it seems I get but then it does track because I know I remember the kids who were like wild horny and like religious yeah. and they were nasty like in public. Yes. But they would never. Do, but that was how they got their shit out because they were never going to actually. You know, they were had so much guilt about sex or whatever that right. they were just being like, just wild out in public. So maybe that's that is him. But uh, either way, uh, I guess I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Yes. If you were the Bachelor. Would you take if you if you had three dream girls? Would you take the opportunity to get at it with all three in fantasy suites? Absolutely, positively. Yes, you, that's the right answer. That's Those right three, answer. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm doing first of all. I'm doing the butter challenge with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They're like, oh, you can use the same butter from last night. Yeah, <laughs> the, the soppy up with a biscuit, the country crock challenge. <laughs> Dude, now we can uh, use this once we're done with this container. We can put some greens oh, in it, shit, and freeze yeah. them. <laughs> Tupperware now. Miles, have you ever? So you, Miles, you watched Clarentatious season, and mm-hmm. you watched this season, and then you watched like the the condensed of the versions of us. Have you ever seen a Bachelor in Paradise? No, just the only right. things I've seen are clips that uh, Anna will send me. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna talk to you for one hot second about okay. Bachelor in Paradise, and then we'll wrap it up. Ooh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I gotta take a pee break. And we're back. So, Carl, you've never seen anything besides this season. Never seen anything Ugh. besides this season. The only thing that I had seen before was when there was that weird, like, drunk sexual assault thing from a couple years ago. Oh, and I saw that. Yeah. Did you watch that season? The, no. Uh, no. Okay. So. Basically, I'm going to guess by the time they get to Michelle's season, it will probably be more like a proper Bachelor season because the world would be vaccinated. So hopefully what you missed and what Miles has missed, and but he's seen in the condensed versions, normally half of the – Fun of this is like people, they're flying all – it's very unrealistic dates. It's a lot of like helicopter rides and castles and and like stadiums and like just – it's like you're flying all over the world. And then – but it's all of like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. They're all just farm teams for the greatest show on earth, which is Bachelor in Paradise, which is basically sexual musical chairs where you have to be like hooking up with somebody and if you're not, like you get eliminated and they keep – filtering so say like Anna and Carl are a couple but he's been like waiting for Katie to come in so he's like flirting with Anna just waiting for the week that like Katie comes in so you gotta you never know if somebody's so it's people are just playing the fuck out of each other Mm. but so they're playing the fuck out of each other but this is a franchise where people actually you spend more time together so this they usually film it in Mexico they usually film it down near Puerto Vallarta in Sayulita and um, there's been actually a lot of marriages and babies and stuff that have come out of here because people spend more time together. So, and they don't have to protect their leads. The editors will edit it where if somebody's hammered and talking to a producer off camera, they will fuck them over and edit it so it looks like they're talking to a raccoon or a crab or something. Like, <laughs> it's really great. It's the best show on television. Um, do you wish they were not doing Katie as a bachelorette? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. Go ahead, man. Yeah, just keep going. Keep being diverse. You're not 
people yeah. aren't going to watch because you're diversifying the cast. Yeah. Um, and Katie feels like a bachelorette. Can, like I could feel like I've seen her on every bachelorette poster. Uh, That's to a not, I feel like she seems perfectly nice. I like that she stood up for people, but I do feel as though there were so many great women that were cast on this that were like there were so there like that were not not just another white girl. Like there were so many different like there were so many women to pick from that they could have picked from. Yeah, and they they went back to what they always pick from, which I thought was disappointing. I wouldn't mind seeing. I mean, she's white still, but I wouldn't mind seeing Death Bay. Oh, as a bachelorette. Me too. Because that would have been interesting. Because we haven't seen, like, that would have been something that we haven't seen. That's still differently abled people. You know what I mean? Like, at least that's a diff, that's where we're we're diverging from just sort of like this traditional, you know, American idea of what is sexy white people. Well, that was our guess. We sort of felt like early on that they were keeping her from him because she came out so strong out of the gate. We kind of felt like they were keeping her. And then he never took her on a date. We thought ABC was like keeping her for themselves to make her the bachelorette and but they just they just fucked her over they didn't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) all they did was she'll be in paradise she'll she'll maybe find some love in a hot tub in mexico but do people get really like just devastated from the fucking deception down in bachelor in paradise yeah like it's not like I get some people probably end up with somebody they want to be with, but like aren't some people like just epically fucked over that they're like I mean, uh, so, but it's TV anyway. So. But the world is different. It's an interesting thing. Like I think a lot of people, the goal is to get to Bachelor in Paradise even more than winning because it's fun. You get to go hang out in Mexico for a month, like at a pretty resort, and. And that's where they all get their Instagram followers. So they don't oh, have right. to go back to the, they don't have to go be a dental his, assistant again. Like they can do FabFitFun boxes with their code. You know, they can be like if they hit a certain number of like followers. We were in, we were in Nashville a couple years ago and like, you know, a lot of them had their apartments covered and these nice new builds if they like like tweet, you know, put Instagram, like where right, they right, were right. living, like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think for a lot of them, the goal is building their brand so they don't have to work. Ugh, you hate right? to see it. You hate it. Isn't that true? Um, is, is there anything? So overall, you guys are going to keep watching. I don't know if I'm going to okay. keep watching. I wouldn't <gasps> mind. I would not mind seeing Victoria on this Bachelor in Paradise thing. Oh, she'll be there. She'll be there. Oh, <laughs> Carl, we hope you keep watching. We understand if you don't. But if you do keep watching, we would love to have you back on with us because well, you're here, a delight. I would love to come back. I would love to come back. And, and also, here is what will keep me watching. Talk if me. Katie's season, if all the contestants, if they go down to Howard University and Clark Atlanta and Jackson State and Alabama State, and they just get a bunch of frat boys from, they get the Alphas, the Kappas, the Q-Dogs, and those are all the contestants, just a bunch of <laughs> college-age black dudes. Yes. And and you know what? I'm in. All right. And well, you know, she was on the she was on Matt's season, so as a casting producer, I'm like, oh, you want to say something? Yeah. No. Can I just send these black men? Oh. Okay. oh. How, how, old on, huh. how old is Katie? How old is Katie? I think she's like 28, I know, right? There 30? was a there was a little preview. Katie saw a hot guy that was there's a little preview of some of her guys. Um so if you have any desire to do some if you have 29. any desire she's 29. Yeah. If you have any desire to do some draft picks with us, we can hook you in. I'm just saying. Yes, yes right. I do. Okay, great. Okay, great. So you guys can be part of our draft picks that'll hook you in and then you'll and then you'll get we were I overall, Miles, how do you rate us? We there was we thought the villain was going to be the lady with the lips who had like the food bar thing, and she never said anything. Amber, right from Costa Mesa? No, that was Ileana or something. Or Ileana. Ileana from Costa Everybody's Mesa got the lips. with the lips, and she she was a mom, and she had a food bar company, but she never said anything. And I think there was a yeah. few of people that we were like, "That's the one." But we did we, clock Victoria as a villain, like we knew I mean, that from the beginning, and Katie. Well, like we, I that was like the first note I took was that Katie and I mean not that Katie was like a villain in a traditional sense, but she definitely set it off by not you know wanting to sit around passively while people were being toxic as fuck. Right, and we knew somebody 
We well, Victoria put her occupation as queen. She led with that. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to me that Dildo Bay, Dildo Bay thought she was going to be the villain. She came in when she poked the Miss Miss Puerto Miss Puerto Rico was talking to Matt about her grandparents' devastation from the hurricane, and she comes in and pokes her in the cheek with a vibrator. The sheer fact mm-hmm. that that woman is now the Bachelorette is been. And then she quickly realized. I think she went in trying to be the villain, and then realized she was out villained by Victoria, and. Then and, um, and now she's our bachelorette, yeah. which is she crazy. She couldn't even just violate Miss Puerto Rico with the the vibrator, which is I was I I had a adrenaline rush when I saw that. I was like, you have to. You, that was disgusting. You cannot. That let was this disgusting. Happen. You cannot let this stand. You cannot let this stand. But mm-hmm. also, you're on TV and you're. Beauty she poked clothes. her with a vibrator that was uh, like the, that. The storyline was it was like her vi- like in theory yeah. it had been used. Like this was her vibrator. Um, <laughs> Can well, I, can I ask one last question before please. we head out? How what did you how did you guys think Emmanuel Acho did as the uh, guest host for after the final rose? That's a that's a charming man, and he knows it. That yeah. boy was cheesing in that camera. <laughs> uh, I I I I thought it was. I mean, he was holding feet to the fire. He got in there and he was asking the question. And I feel like he's such like a, you know he's an ex football player. He's probably such a big dude. It's like who gonna stop me from asking yeah. this question? Right. <laughs> who gonna t- what you gonna say? Yeah, Matt, I'm asking you, Matt. Why you picked the white girl, Matt? Matt, why you picked the white girl? And then <laughs> he's like, Yeah, stand up. Look me in my eyes, man. Flips the coffee table between them. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was pointing about how they're both so huge too, and they like the, somehow they had extra like low couches, so they look so enormous on those tiny couches. Like their knees, they were just huge dudes on tiny yeah. couches. I, 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 I only saw clips of him, but I but you know it it seemed fine. Anything yeah. anything that isn't Chris Harrison is a win. Yeah. It was a cringy that Chris Harrison still had the voiceover for it. It's like, and now after that, it's like, oh, you're still here? Like, no, go away. The whole point of this is that you're supposed to not be here. He's like, and coming up, Emmanuel Acho. It's like, what? You're announcing your replacement? (laughs) I'm kind of the voice of systemic oppression, huh? Throughout this whole thing. Anyway, (laughs) I'm never leaving. And they made Emmanuel Acho say, Chris Harrison, like, made a few blunders, for which he apologized. And I was like, all right, yeah, like, but it wasn't accepted. It wasn't, the apology was not, you didn't mention it wasn't accepted. Um, I'm curious if you guys would be, because I thought Emmanuel Acho did a good job. There were a few points where I was like, well, they have to say this kind of stuff, but it's also just whatever. Um, But also, do you guys think he could potentially replace Chris Harrison moving forward. Uh, mm, it depends on what, what happens with this lawyer stuff. The fact that he lawyered up, I, cause I literally looked at it like, all right, man. Yeah. Like he going to step away for this episode, but he'll be back. Like, I don't think he needs to be fired for this. Uh, like, I didn't think it was that serious, but like he, now he lawyering up. They might be like, you know, we, we're getting you out of here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my power just went out. Great, great. Look at you go, though. Look at you adapting. He did not miss a beat. Sorry, but yeah. my, my, my thing is recording still locally, so I have the, the file. Um, do you think Chris Harrison will be back, Miles? And do you think Emmanuel Acho will replace him? Um, do I think, yes, Chris Harrison will be back? Because that's just the pattern of our country. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he will be back. Or, or you know, or they'll, or we'll get the mess that we deserve in that he'll, the producers will draw a line and say, sorry, yeah, we, we actually need to move on and evolve a bit. And then he'll dig up all the ABC bodies and see how cool those look. I mean, it will be crazy if we hear what he digs up. Right, right, exactly. Oh, we got so many great reviews. As you know, I'm on a mission to try to get to 2,000 stars by 2022. Keep on keeping on. I know we got we got a couple month break now, so we gotta like. If you're bored, just go just go like it over there. Here's one we got five stars. This was a lovely review from Luke from Aspen. The um, 
The subject is long overdue review of the best bachelor, bachelor, I'm very fancy now, of the best bachelor podcast around. To my favorite bachelor podcast, three things. One, five stars, of course. Here's to 2,000 stars in 2021. Yes, Luke. Number two, shout out production crew. I find myself uh, leaning in every time Arden says, I see you leaning in to Anna or Katie as a fellow podcast producer. Y'all wear the production and talent hats marvelously. So shout out, you two. Three, I can't overstate how well this podcast has walked that new weird tightrope that Captain Harrison and the Bachelor producers have fought, forced us to walk through. I'm stumbling because I don't have my glasses on, and I will not accept the fact that I can't see. <laughs> I don't have them in my garage right now. Arden and all her awesome co-hosts have thoughtfully considered all the recent tough issues, but most importantly, they've kept the podcast fun. While the Bachelor con- content itself seems to be dead set on making the show unfun. Other Batch podcasts have become not so fun to listen to. Yours is the pod I really look forward to. The best Bachelor podcast around. Love y'all. Thank you, Luke. Hey, shout out team. What did you guys think of that review? That was great. Thank you for listening. Oh, my God. It's so good. Thanks for supporting the production team. Oh, my God. Oh, somebody said, I love uh, Bether73 gave us a five-star review, and her final line is, but truly, it's the production crew that keeps me coming back. I'm Which telling I, you, it's all about the production crew. It's all about the production. You got to keep the production crew. Okay, here's uh, here's one more I'll read. And I, again, it's going to stumble through because uh, your, your, your gal over here is blind as a bat. Five stars, number one farm girl. The subject line is, I love this podcast. I've never seen any of the Bachelor franchise. Don't you guys love our listeners like that? I love how many there are. Like it wows me that the people who don't watch The Bachelor listen to this. I I know there's a bunch of you out there and I give you all a safely, completely appropriate hug. Nothing creepy. A really loving hug in a very safe way. But I love listening to Arden and the gang. I love the humor, the enthusiasm, the excitement, and the insightful comments. I first listened when one of my favorite then radio personalities, now podcaster, Ralph Garman was a guest. We miss Ralph. We keep trying to get him on. He's busy. After that, I was hooked, and it didn't matter if Ralph was a guest or not. All of Arden's guests and technical staff, love you, Anna and Katie, are enjoyable, and I've met so many new people to follow in their careers. I love to hear Arden and her distinctive voice. It makes the podcast. At first, my boyfriend would ask me, why is that woman yelling at you? But after he actually listened to the content, he understood the energy and enthusiasm and loves to hear the comments. Keep up the episodes. I look forward to them and can't imagine what I did before I discovered them. Well, thank you, number one farm girl. And shout out to your boyfriend. I love that. I love that anybody said, why is that woman yelling at you? I love Ralph Garman. You guys tweet at him that he needs to go back on this. And uh, Anna, Katie, what do you guys have to say to the people that don't watch the show but listen to the podcast? Uh, I mean, that's an interesting ride, but I encourage, you know, I support you. <laughs> Thank you. It's an interesting I, I want to know, like, what they imagine the people look like. Like, when they were talking about, like, Victoria, what are they imagining in their head? Oh, that's good. Like, yeah. do they go on and get, like, do you guys even go get visual cues online? Yeah. Or are you purely, like, it's like, is it purely once upon a time storybook and you're just yeah. imagining the whole thing? It's like when we all, like, saw the Harry Potter movies and we're like, that's not what Hermione looks like. What's no, going on? No, that's not her. Oh, my God. That's so good. That's not Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria's bra is way weirder than yeah. that. Her eye is just leaky. <laughs> everywhere it's really weird <laughs> oh my god i love that she got picked up for her style okay here's one of our okay so so keep them coming anna's gonna read one of our reviews uh yeah from k gaff five stars uh love it this podcast starring a fellow little miss compton oh has ruined the bachelor for me in all the best ways now when watching i just imagine what the fabulous panel is going to say i laugh out loud which is greatly needed to offset the world news I was a wee bit disappointed you didn't you all didn't touch on the dinging of the minivan when Heather got in to leave. I didn't, I didn't see, that. see that. Oh well we'll have to go back and look at that. Five stars to all of you, and I hope Arden will invite Ashley down to LC for a paradise episode Love. in my not at all bougie garage, LC Little Compton. And yes, girl. Covered, I wish you covered Juan Pablo's season. We did. Uh, we did. We did last year with Jerry and our bachelor historian Lori. We yeah. did every episode. 
Go back and go back and find it. We covered it to prep for Claire's season. So go listen to that. We definitely, I think you'll enjoy it. We had fun with Juan Pablo. We also got some new emails. Here's an email. Uh, need you to weigh in on a debate. And a debate. This is from Shyler Turin. I might have to have Anna read this because I can't see anything. Here we go. Hi, Arden, Anna, Katie, and whoever else reads the emails. My friend Jenny and I have been in a hot debate and need you all to confirm something for us. Is Rana's voice Jessica Chafin's actual voice or is that part of the persona? I believe it is part of the character because how can anyone have such a raspy voice all day long? Really appreciate your help settling this heated debate. Thanks. That's her voice. That's what Rana's. That's that's Jessica. That's what Rana sounds like. That's her voice. I mean, it's not her. Her accent isn't all the time, but that's what Jessica's like. The tone of the voice sounds like, right? I don't know. Actually, I don't think I've ever interacted <laughs> with Jessica. I think I've only ever act- interacted with Rana. We have to have Rana back on. Rana was an all star. There's too many great people now. It's a, it's an embarrassment of riches, and. Um, We'll be back. We're going to – I think we're going to try to do a live show either – probably it'll be like a virtual live one with Dynasty Typewriter where we do our draft picks when they come out. So we'll we'll do an announcement about that. And in the meantime, Carl, what would you like to promote? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm I'm on Instagram at Damn It Carl. That's D-A-M-M-I-T-C-A-R-L on Instagram. And uh, – Watch Kenan on uh, Tuesday nights at 8.30 p.m. on NBC. Watch Kenan. Everybody loves Kenan. Kenan's been around for years. He's he's all of our best friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's the best. Watch Kenan. Get it picked up for a second season. He's a delight. Fortune's a delight. Carl's a delight. So, like, watch Uh Kenan, everybody. Um, Miles, what would you like to promote? Uh, you can uh, catch me, you know, if you like reality, come watch or listen to my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, where we're usually talking 90 day and uh, and married at first sight, because that's just a worthy trash fire to gaze our eyes upon. So, yeah, we talked that and hi, because 420. I heard that married at first sight Australia is incredible. Speaking of Australia, Dr. Anna Banana and I are once again, we are breaking down Bachelor in Paradise season three, Australia on our Patreon. You can watch the episodes on bachelorarchive.com. It's free. If you have any problems with it, you just have to set up an account. If there's any issues with it, email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. We will help you get access to watch everything. Um, Dr. Banana, what would you like to promote? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm just at Anna Jose on Twitter and yeah, check out our Patreon. We are watching great Australian reality television. It's so good. My book Mother's Day is coming up. It's a great book for your mom. If you love your mom, like I love my mom, my mom, my book's a tribute to my mom. So show your mama you love her. Little Miss Little Compton available worldwide. And you can also get the audio book if you need it or a Kindle. Uh, and I'm at Artemarine, M-Y-R-I-N. K-T Money, where can people find you? I am K-T underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. And please donate to Asian American organizations. New York Magazine put out a really great article listing like 68 of them. So uh, if you could just Google that and, um, you know, just be nice to each other. All right, you guys, we will be back for Katie's season. It'll probably be a month or two, and uh, we'll, we'll put, we'll, as soon as we hear from them, we'll let you know. But in the meantime, stay safe, wear a mask, go get your shot, have a good time, and we'll be back. Bye. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. Gonna feel so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.